1: We are on episode one twelve, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and we are in the new year. So Vanessa, what 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 is your take on this new year? What how are you feeling about it? And what's your energetic sense of how this is going?
0: Uh, you know when you go up the roller coaster <laughs> and then it just lets go and <laughs> and you're like, oh, that <laughs> and that's what the energetic feel has been and, and it, you know I had a very validating week because I think I maybe had two clients that didn't feel the same way a lot of others were like what's going on right now and I and I got to have the talk of like energetically there's a lot going on like in the big things in the sky you know like having the talk about energy and stuff but yeah I mean this feels like a free fall <laughs> and it's it's uh it's it's been a bit of a shock for for my system anyway um in a good way you know like overall it's going to be good but in the in the short term you know it feels it feels very uh painful. very much yeah very painful scary I don't like roller coasters so yeah. <laughs> so that free fall is not exciting and exhilarating for me it feels very out of control yeah. um but yeah how about you
1: um well you know I almost feel like I wasn't being called to do the big intense crescendo into the new year. I felt very much we're in a retro and multiple retro grades right now. Um, so I, I kind of felt like we were being asked to kind of like rest our way into this new year to be really restful and to be mindful and to be open. And, you know, and I think, <laughs> you know, for us air signs, I think we're being shown in a lot of places where we're not doing things well and where there's some things that need to be learned and some things that need to be shifted. But, and, and no matter how difficult or painful or how much we want to reject the the reflecting mirror of that, there's still that part of me where I feel like we're not really being asked to make big, huge movements. It's It's truly about, understanding and seeing it and allowing it to be within us and to have deep rooted understanding and compassion, but yet allowing the year to unfold, the universe will show us where we need to apply that new knowledge. It'll bring us opportunities. It'll bring us moments where the, what we're learning is going to like, be like, the the ultimate tool like to use in those situations. We're going to be like, aha, now I know why I'm here. And now I know why I had to see that about myself. Um, you know, one of the things for me is, is, you know, it's always my relationship with my, with money and the energy of money and finances. And yeah, I'm seeing some, um, some shifts and some like blaring obviousness in some cases. And I'm like, Okay, I don't really like that, but okay, here we are. Um, You know, (laughs) yeah. But at the same time, I also feel like it's this unfolding on our own terms. Not that we have control, not that that we're dictating how this unfolds, but so many of us have gotten to the point where we're just fed up. We're fed up with a lot of things in our lives. We're fed up with a lot of like where we're constantly stuck, where we're in the same cycle, where we're doing the same thing over and over again and perpetuating the same energy. And we're just kind of like fucking had this. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. This is like the ninth time I've done this. We're over, we're, we're over this. Okay. And we're taking a stand to be open and we're, we're saying to the universe, look, I'm open to seeing things differently. Cause I need to see things differently in order to make a better decision because you can't make, you can't heal making the same decision. And, you know, so if we don't have new knowledge, we can't break the cycle. And that's what we're being given in the beginning of this year is new, new knowledge. Um, Oh yeah. And then some, yeah. (laughs) Some we want some that we are like, okay, good. Some we're like, no, 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 no. Let's reshuffle those cards. You know, it's like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah I got the book the yeah. uh, a book thrown
0: at me like you want to know some stuff here's some stuff here's all the stuff and 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 it comes with a mirror and yeah. have a good time <laughs> we're yeah. sifting through all, all this information I mean like you said it's good you know and I can see the good and I can see the good in all of it um it's just truly painful I mean I, I there's no other way around it to say like ouch man there this is but it was going to be painful at any time. You know, the things that the thing for me personally, the things that have come up (laughs) didn't matter when it was going to happen. It's going to be really painful. Um, but also, you know, having the, the appreciation, you know, like you had said, like the cycles and, and when, when you can feel it, you can feel it you know, and I, and and I, I get used to telling my clients this too, like when you feel the ending of something, you it, it's undeniable, you know, you don't have the doubt that you have when it's not quite there yet, or when, mm-hmm. you know, you need to examine whether or not this is spirit letter or or, or brain based trauma that's going on. And I'm definitely like, Oof. like, this is, this is the good stuff. <laughs> this is what you've asked for. This is the, the, the not just the the breaking of the current cycle but the the shifting of not creating the same cycles as you said and um you know it has come god with me i mean i i i can't describe to y'all how shocking it was to me that it was like (laughs) on day 31 you're mostly okay on day one of 2023 I mean it was literally like midnight struck and 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 my inner being was like and here we go (laughs) this energy belonged in 2023 not 2022 so we'll 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 give you the reprieve but um yeah lots for, for me personally lots of good growth in an area that I've been calling for it in you know um I just didn't expect it to be in this way for me, I think there was a lot of external belief systems of like, well, those things will change because they have to. And then it was like, the reflection of the mirror, excuse me, (laughs) me. excuse me, me. I did not ask you that. (laughs) Right? Like, Oh, oh, this is, this is, this is the side package. I did not uh, like, you know, the bonus features that I didn't ask for (laughs) here. They are, but um, yeah, like, and, and it's funny because I think that there's, you know, going back in life, I think there's probably times where we can see these shifts that have occurred and not known why. And I think we've, well, not, I think, I know that we've talked about before about how, you know, we don't just like, blame astrology or you know that kind of thing but boy when you can understand what's happening it does lighten the load quite a bit i mean this this whole week being like listen with the retrogrades and this powerful full moon and cancer like you're gonna be a little crazy and it's gonna be okay <laughs> and wouldn't you know not long after the full moon things started to slow and you know so, you, you know, to me, it's like, you can almost not, you know, deny it, but it really gives you like the reprieve of being like, all right, I understand what's happening. Let's do it. Let's just do it.
1: <laughs> well, it also gives you, because we know the planets change, it gives you the assurance that this too shall pass. Yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, okay, I'm learning this and yes, it's a, it's a permanent learning, but the intensity of it moves on once the the planets do their thing. Um, It's also, it's not to say we take less ownership. We take a more accurate ownership of what we're being shown rather than it's more like, okay, this is being brought up for my review to see it, to understand it. Still painful as fuck. And, you know, you don't want to work through it, but I really feel that there's a sense of, oh, this is, there's purpose here. I'm just not in this midst of pain for nothing. Like I'm not being like the mirror. Isn't like devouring me just for nothing. There's, there's purpose in this and Mm -hmm. what that purpose is maybe yet to be revealed, but you know, at least that knowledge that, okay, there's purpose in it gives a little bit of comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I will say, though, is no matter how painful it may or may may have not have been for any of you out there in the last week or so, please start when you want to talk about changing things and having new and being different and having a new um, outlook or new ways of being, please start with dealing with the pain and the anger that comes up. If you're in pain, treat it differently than you've ever treated pain that you've ever experienced. I'm not saying you need to get all like, oh, like, but tend to yourself. The pain is real and it's real because it comes from a deeper wounding that that has lived with you. It's like you have that hangnail that's been with you for 20 years and you can't get rid of it. It's always been there. Therefore, it creates a lot of tenderness. It creates, when it comes to the surface, it's gonna create a lot of ripple effect with a lot of things. So please tend to your heart and tend to yourself and tend to that part of you that is very wounded as you would a friend, as you would, you know, instead of rejecting it or saying, well, it's your fault, you did this, you could have done that and gaslight yourself to death. Like really start the change with how you're tending to your woundedness lean into it, embrace it. If you have to meditate, give it a virtual hug, like really pour your compassion into that wound to help it heal. If you have stuff you're releasing, I encourage you go find an energy worker and help just release it when it's ready to be released. You'll know, it'll tell you when you're ready to let go of it. Um, But we have an energy worker here. (laughs) Yes. if that struck a chord
0: (laughs) go right ahead and contact grace because
1: clearly she understands what you'd be looking for (laughs) well and it's i like i've set my own appointments up because i know i need like i know i'm doing a massive cleanse of myself my body even my digestive system doing just this massive cleansing of whatever like any of the rigidity or any of the the non-rigidity or the emotions are just being like purged from from myself and I do feel a newness the new year to me this year isn't about massive change and massive shifts and doing better it's about having that renewed sense of understanding the gift of the moment even if it's shitty at the same time is allowing things that I've asked for to show up Mm -hmm. and to know that they're showing up even if they don't look the way that I thought they were going to look and allowing that to be part of my life and it because that's hard for me it's like yesterday okay this is the weirdest thing you guys are going to laugh and think I'm like the most ridiculous human but I'm sharing this because I want to understand you guys to understand so I ordered last night, I ordered dinner out, because takeout, because I was tired. My sleep schedule's all fucked up. But I really, I really wanted what I ordered. I don't even remember what I, what did I, oh, I'm missing East Coast cheesesteaks. So <laughs> I, there's one restaurant here that's really close to a good cheesesteak. Yeah. And so I ordered it, and I was like, okay. And then I ordered, um. there's a really good donut shop. So I ordered um, a you know a donut from the donut shop because, you know when you're watching TV and they're making the baking shows and they make donuts, yeah. you're just like I just want a donut.
0: <laughs> I don't even like donuts, and when I watch them, I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like I know what that warm, melty
1: donut tastes like. <laughs> you you can smell the fried fat and <laughs> like the dough, and it's just so. Yeah. <laughs> So I did. And I, as I ate the cheesecake, I was, cheesesteak, I was like, you know, at first I was like, oh yeah, it's not quite, as quite there, but it's, it's close. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but, but the taste of it brought so much joy. Like I was so excited to eat this food and I don't, and food to me is like, I love food, but I don't ever sit and be like, this is so amazing. Like I, you know, I'd sit there and i take a bite and i do like a dance. Like I'd be like, oh, this is so good. And and then I get to eat my donut and I think it's the slowest I've ever eaten anything in my life. I'm a fast eater. Cause in my house growing up, you didn't talk at the dinner table. So we all inhaled our food to go talk. Like yeah. it was just, it's how I eat. Mm-hmm. And I sort of got my cat sitting there looking at me like, how long are you going to take to eat that donut? Cause she, she, she'll take little pieces of the donut. She likes them. So I share with her and not that I should, I know, but I do. And <laughs> I have never enjoyed something so deeply to my core that I did that moment, like the deep satisfactory enjoyment of, of eating that craving that I was tasting all, all afternoon. And that it just, and it was perfect. I thought I wanted something else, but what they gave me was exactly what I wanted because they didn't have the other, but it was just, I don't know we're being asked to savor the moment I think and savor the things that bring us that moment of joy because there are moments that very much at the other end of is not going to be joyful and it happened to prove to me last night that there was other ends of joy not joyful so but it was like because I think I was rooted in that sense of like joyfulness and like it it made me happy and and so it led me to do other things like around the house and clean up and change my sheets and do the laundry and it was like everything the good feeling gave me all this bandwidth and because I felt good and doing the things even that one disruption while in the moment was very difficult I I made sure I was like no girl we're not going to allow that to ch- shift the awesome day we're having like mm-hmm. there's a resiliency when you can pr- like really tap into the moment and deep pleasure of things that you really love and really want. And if you're not experiencing that, that it's, it's, it's these shiftings. It's these mirrors that come up that show us the things that prevent us from living in the moment and relishing those deep moments mm-hmm. when, when we're being faced with those, those parts of us that we don't want to look at and we're like, we've avoided our whole life it's the universe is saying, look, you want happiness and joy, right? This is what's preventing it. It's showing you what's preventing you from living in happiness and joy and really giving you that space of, look, look at this, look at this, please. Like, love. Really at it. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but look at it with love and compassion and understanding and that sense of you know, most of the time we didn't do it because that's who we are. We did it because we learned it. Yeah. And so it just, it really, I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it to make it understandable, but I really feel that the more we can sit into the relish of the moment, the more I think moving forward, it gives us that buffer for those hard times. It gives us that strength and resiliency that we've been so lacking because we're so tapped out. Um, Yeah because I'm tapped out. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm like, I wasn't even ready to do a vision board because I was so tapped out. Yeah. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, and I'm just like <laughs> February. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, yeah, not in this
0: energy. Like there's <laughs> no vision boarding right now. Cause it's going to be like, like, just like, no, 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 no. But you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about it and I was like what it feels like. And, and, and cause I couldn't think I was like, yeah, there's like a way that I feel about this that like, and it's like, you know, when, when like somebody's freaking out and you like take their face in your hands and they're, and you're like, look at me, (laughs) right? Like it feels that way that the universe is like gently putting its hands on my face and being like, dude, look, (laughs) look at me, look at this this is it you know like just kind of like because you know I'm all looking all over this is it you wanted this stop stop moving your head look (laughs) it's it's it is what you want it is right there it isn't you know like just stop you know with all of the other the the kind of stuff because this right here is how you get what it is that you want yeah you know and it was I mean big you know it's been it's been real big of the you know, like you had said, Oh, this is what I want. Like, well, really? Because it doesn't seem like you're accepting it. So we need to figure out why you're not accepting it because it's right there and you're not taking it, but you're still asking for it. So suddenly <laughs> there's a problem here. <laughs> to shift. Right. Right. But I'm grateful for it. I mean, I really feel like for me you know like with all the work that I have been putting in I would say in the last four years I mean the last four years have been huge growth years for me this is like I'm so grateful for it because it's a big piece of of what I want for my future that needs to um shift and I didn't know how to shift it you know I thought I did I had been trying so very hard but you know this this apparently is the time so (laughs)
1: here we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's you know and it's okay it's probably you know I was just thinking and I was like this is the first year I've ever felt in tune with what the year is asking of me rather than putting my intentions and my dictates on the year like I'm really kind of like what you got is it for sale (laughs) can I have it (laughs) like Rather than just being like, no, I want this, this, and this. It's like, sure, I still want those things. And I want those things in my life. But there's a less of what's the path you're giving me? Mm -hmm. Where is it taking me? What do I focus on first? And what what happens, you know, what do I focus on next? Like, you know, rather than saying, this is what I'm doing first. Nope. It's like, you know what? Nope. You're resting. This year, my health comes first. So And I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions, friends. You know I hate that word. Right. Um, but it's about taking care of what I've been neglecting and what I've not been taking care of and to really find health this year. Um, that's one of my main goals. And like this month, I said I, I had two goals that I wanted to accomplish by the end of the month because they were important to me. And one of them is accomplished and the other one is... About three quarters of the way there. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with that. That's all I needed. Um, and a lot of things. So yeah. So how, angels, how is your new year happening? Do you feel it unfolding? Are you trying to force things to happen that aren't ready to be happened? Remember, we're still in Mercury retrograde. So if you're looking for forward movement, right now may not be the time you're going to see it. Because there is no forward movement in a lot of things. So just be aware of it just be aware of it be kind be gentle if if you're like trying to do something and you're like nope doesn't feel right then stop doesn't mean mm-hmm. you failed you can press pause until you're ready to go back to it i do that all the time so it's okay to say yeah i'm not feeling it this is what i thought my year was going to be then press pause put it on the shelf and allow you know whatever else is here for you to come forward mm-hmm. yeah I just Sounds hope good. that you guys uh, find you 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 at least move forward in your year with a little bit of compassion, a little bit of love, and a lot of gratitude. Because trust me, this gratitude, I swear to God, had I not had it for the past six weeks, two months, <laughs> I don't think I would have made it through as well as I have without that space of having a lot of gratitude about things in my life. As simple as I'm grateful. I have a kitty, you know, as, and as, and as simple as, wow, I'm really grateful that I have a, I have a really good home. I have a, that I've created, you know, or, you know, as simple as I'm really grateful the sun's out today because I haven't seen it in two weeks. Like, you know, it's, it's very levels of gratitude that I've helped.
0: Uh Absolutely. Right. Cause I mean, it is a gift and, and, uh, it's funny that you, you, you know, mentioned your kitty because mm-hmm. we we were, you know, reviewing and discussing, but we did have a little something, something planned for the podcast, some a little, a little something fun for, you know, what we were going to talk about today. And that kind of has to do with your kitty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. It has to do with our pets, our animals. I would say I would say pretty much all animals can yeah. fit into this. Mostly yeah. I come from the perspective of pets that live inside the home because that's the ones we most have the most exposure to, but that does not mean in any way. Oh my God. So excuse me. That does not mean in any way that any other animal that we connect to is of less degree because they don't live in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do roles do our pets and our animals play and our growth and our healing in our day-to-day life. I mean, yeah. we have never talked about it. And I think that's so important because <laughs> so many of us have pets. And I don't think, and I, and it's just like within the last, what, 10 years. Well, let's see. I released my first kitty, Queen TJ in 2016, January of 2016. And so the, yeah, so that, and I didn't get another kitty until April of 2020 um so yeah so four years I went without having a kitty and I could compare I've always had a cat since I moved out on my own I've always had a cat I had two at one time but TJ has gone from me to Canada back to the states to you know to Arizona like multiple apartments multiple places like I tell you what she did her share of work (laughs) Um, so people view animals in different ways. I think we all have different relationships. Yeah. Um, some can be like, uh, like we feel like we own the pet, like it's ours. Like there's an ownership thing happening. Mm -hmm. Some people feel like, like I know, like with TJ, she owned me. She was like, yep. Near me, human, and yeah. you know, and you are my servant. And there, <laughs> and then there are the ones that are our familiars, where we don't necessarily own them. But we've agreed to cohabitate, and that they are here on their own journey, but they're here to support us on our journey. Um, that's something that I think my friend Yeshu it kind of turned me on to was yeah. the idea of you know, having a familiar, it's like, you're, they're not yours. You've just agreed to take care of them and help them. And they're here to take care of you because you're not theirs either. Like there's a sense of like, just a, a, a pact, so to speak, um, and varying forms of all of them. I mean, it doesn't mean it's, you fit into one category, um, or not, but that's kind of how I sense that, we all have that relationship and some are emotional support animals. Some people rely on their animals to stay alive, to help them with anxiety, which are, I think in some ways when those animals, cause there are some dogs or cats or animals that can't, they're special. They're really special ones. There are some that won't, can't do the programs because they're just not wired to do it. But Um, the ones that do, I feel are true angels on earth that are in pet form. I feel like it's having a guardian angel next to you and having like that sense of, I'll take care of you. It's okay. I'll, I'll keep you safe kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. they take their job to like, seriously, like they know that that's their work and that that's what they're here to do. And you're, and, and they take it like seriously, um, which is amazing to see sometimes to see how great like dogs with the anxiety or the seizures or whatever, like getting the person on the floor, if they're going to imminent seizure and they're like, you know, taking care of them to keep them safe. So I, those, I love those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. What's your, what's your relationship with your, you have a puppy. Well, I'm not a puppy, but
0: he's yeah. little. <laughs> yeah. I, she's small, like a puppy. So it's like, it's like, she's always been a puppy, but yeah, no, I, I I animals have always been and dogs in particular have always been um in my life, you know, ever since as long as I can remember. I can remember our first the first dog that we got um in in our family being that it was like a a dog that um we we basically rescued it before, I mean, not I don't want to say before rescues were a thing, but you know, cuz there were pounds and stuff back then, but it was a little bit different and my dad (laughs) like felt bad because he was like this dog is like the 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 life of this dog is going to end if somebody doesn't take it (laughs) like he came home with a dog and my mom was like what in the hell are you doing (laughs) but like and two small children like (laughs) you just bring this big dog in here and her name was lady and she was the best dog she was so patient so loving like my brother would like ride this dog you know it was like because she was a rescue I guess she was like this is better than what was before (laughs) but she was such a great dog and I remember you know like that was just the bond that I had with her I just loved her so much she was there to protect us but she didn't really do anything scary to protect us you know like it was um you know I can remember a few incidences of you know, her having to do something, you know, like, um, to, to quote unquote protect us. But
1: you know, like for me, uh,
0: then we, we've had, we had various dogs growing up and stuff like that, but we always like, it's funny in my, in our family. And I guess this must translate to my parents too. Like we all, we love our animals. Like we love our dogs. My dad loved that dog. And my dad was a pretty rough, like person you know when it came to the love thing like when she like died I he was out like I had never seen him that upset in my life and I was like oh damn like that that dog meant a lot you know (laughs) and it's like that for all of us so growing up like we all had like our own dogs quote-unquote like we were allowed to you know my parents were really nurturing of that and having our own animals that were ours even though as a parent now, I very much understand the idea of like, great, I'm going to get you a pet that you're not going to take care of, (laughs) but you'll love it and it'll be yours. But I, I think, um, you know, transitioning into adulthood, you know, uh, the first animal that I got as an adult was a cat, which was shocking, but that cat was insane. I mean, she was crazy. She, she, would attack people <laughs> she she was uh she was something else but um it I was like when I realized that I was like I don't know man like dogs are for me like I really like dogs and I loved the cat it wasn't that I didn't love her but definitely a dog person when I got my bulldogs mm. I it was the first time that I had a pet choose me and when you were talking about that it was like And I was with, I was with my ex-husband at the time and it was his idea to get the bulldogs. And we went to go look at one and he came running out. And I mean, I have never been in love like this before and neither had he, he came with his bull head and just buried it in me. (laughs) And I was like, there's no way that I'm not having this dog. And then the guy released his sister Who I mean, she was super overweight and just like goofy as heck. And app actually ended up like running directly to my ex-husband, and she was the sweetest girl. And he was like, you know, the sisters available too. You know, and I was like, We've been had. (laughs) There's no way we're gonna separate these two, you know. Um, but those dogs ended up being because obviously I got them when I was with my ex-husband. And obviously I had them when he was gone. <laughs> they were like my emotional support animals without even knowing that they were going to be, I mean, I would, when I had hard days, I would sit on the couch and like t- talk to them about it, you know, it was like they, and they always loved me and they always, you know, d- they were just such great animals. And that was when I first got the, 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 like the knowledge of like how that, happens you know that like how on purpose that was and how much I need that in my life you know and it's um yeah I had those dogs all the way up until uh, my daughter was born well I I shouldn't say those dogs but I had I had the male dog my dog Gemini until my daughter was born a little bit after that and then um, he was very sick and I had to put him down and it was the worst y'all like the day I went in to put him down was the only day that I thought that dog was going to run away. He knew, he knew. And then, oh, it's so awful. Then when we're in there, it's like they had to give him extra doses because it was like, he didn't want to go. And I was like distraught, but also, you know, kind of in that thing of being like, our spirits will always be connected. You know, like it, it, it was, it was a very, strange moment for me um you know and the the puppy that i have now we went i went to the pound you know the pound they don't call it that anymore <laughs> I went to the um you know, the, <laughs> my <childhood laughs> yeah my childhood coming through i went to the rescue um my ex had gone there ahead of time and said there's no dogs here for us and i was like i packed up two kids <laughs> and drove here i'm going in <laughs> <laughs> like like what I've gone through to get here, I'm going in there. You're not taking that from me. So I went in and in the very first box, it was an owner rescue or an owner surrender was my dog. And I locked eyes with her and I had the same feeling. I was like, that's the dog. And I'm going to the desk before anybody else <laughs> claims her because that is the dog, the very first box. And I was, he was like, oh, I didn't even come through here. I'm like, clearly, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or you would have seen this, this angel, but I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I feel like she is the female bulldog in another dog body. Like, I mean, I really feel it. And we understand each other. I swear to God, I look at this dog and I understand what she's thinking. So it's like, yeah. to me, I mean, obviously, going on this big diatribe, obviously, I very much believe in the the soul-spirit connection. I very much believe in their their the emotional connection that we have with these animals and the purpose of it. And, um, yeah, like, I I think it's, um, for me, especially that way, but, you know, with all the, uh, when I was a licensed therapist, all the letters that I wrote for people and their emotional support animals to
1: get apartments, I clearly believe in it. (laughs) Yes. So important (laughs) and so vital for those of us, you know, who need them. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I love animals. I have been an animal lover from day one. Growing up, we had a dog, Ginger. Um, she was a German shepherd. <laughs> and then we had our fat cat. I don't remember what the name of the cat was, but growing up, all I knew, it, it was a orange tabby um, with, she, he got into a fight. So he had a crinkly ear. <laughs> it was an outdoors cat, mainly, um, and would come in to get fed occasionally. Uh, and then after we lost fat cat, we got Amos, which is a black kitty cat and yeah. And she, we had her until I left and, uh, my mom had her for a while until she got really sick. She got, uh, she had, um, she had breast cancer my little kitty it's amazing i'm like wow they can get that i know i was totally like what (laughs) Uh, and of course because they have multiple mammary right she had them in all of them so it wasn't like one tiny little tumor it was pretty bad and gnarly um poor thing but um when i got out on my own i the first thing i did was go look for kitties my friend uh, andrea andrea Audrey Audrey at the time um was she had a spare cat that she would always house outside over the winter time well apparently she had babies so there was two two that were twins one was a calico and one was a gray tuxedo i took the calico and the gray tuxedo cuz i thought one was a girl one was a boy well they were both girls <laughs> uh, and the calico ended up getting sick and i only had her for a couple years and she ended up getting sick and and passing away, and and then I had T J and I had T J since she was a wee kitten. I had her for gosh, so ninety, uh, yeah, ninety six, twenty years, um, and she went everywhere with me. I clearly, she taught me so much about loving something or someone or a being, because I don't think I ever really understood what unconditional love was yeah. until like. until later on like you know i was under my relationship with my cat was very much under the assumption of ownership you know like i had a cat so i owned my cat like i didn't realize the spiritual impact until later um and like i said she traveled everywhere with me she tj she was my she was my kitty and um when i moved to arizona I could tell she was getting old. She was getting up there in years. She had a thyroid issue. She was just not well. She was skinny. I fed her so much. She ate so much, but she just metabolized it so quickly. And, you know, and when we got to Arizona, we got to the first apartment, I really felt that she was waiting until I was safe, until I felt safe, until she told me she was ready to go. And it wasn't it was a second apartment where she couldn't one day she couldn't get up off the bed to go to the, like I had created stairs. I created everything so she could get on and off the bed and she couldn't, she didn't make it. So she ended up having an accident in the bed. And I was just like, Oh my God. And my friend had mentioned to me, she's like, you know, we, when we domesticate cats or animals, we have to understand is that we have a responsibility because, you know, they wouldn't last this long in the wild. and they would have been gone long before but we can't let them suffer and I'm like I would never let her suffer and so I asked her I said you know just when you're ready please let me know and you know that was the night that I knew and it was the worst feeling in the world having to take her to the vet and I sat in the room with her I held her while they did it I just you know she wasn't she was too weak to give, put up a fight, but she growled the whole thing she growled. And it was yeah. like, I, I get what it's like, your whole world ends in a moment. And, yeah. you know, I, I was so distraught. I went home immediately and took all of her supplies, all of her food and things and took it to the SPCA. I needed it out of my house because I, I wasn't going to sit there and just completely like torture myself i did not i was so heartbroken i did not like i was like i'm not doing the spiritual shit anymore this is bullshit i was like so ready to pack anything in that like even made me feel vulnerable and and it wasn't until a pet psychic a friend of mine who's psychic that she went to her in her dreams and she called me and she's like yo tj showed up you want to talk to her and i'm like yes please and (laughs) you know to get the confirmation that it was it She. I asked, I said, was it the right time? And her response was, well, yesterday would have been better. And I'm like, Oh, that's so my TJ. Cause that's how she was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. You're a yeah. short sister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, and after doing that, I recommend that to anybody who loses a pet, like to yeah. go and to talk to a pet psychic and say, you know, I just want to make sure she's okay. I, I, I so encourage that because it brought me a lot of closure and she was like, oh yeah, she's going to be there. She's there with you all the time. She's going to wait until it's your time to cross and she's going to help you come over. And I was just like in my eyes out, of course. But um, knowing that it was just like, and I hear her and I feel her like these mysterious jumps on the bed that I think it's her angel. Like it's not, it's TJ because yeah. it, there's no one on the bed, but me, but I right. feel like you do when your cat jumps on the bed, you feel the weight of them but I know it's her and I know it's because she's, you know, the only one there and to know that she, uh, you know, that that she's with me is comforting. So, but I decided I wanted to travel and not have the responsibility of a cat. And then COVID hit and um, it was really difficult to stay in my house all the time without wow. any interaction. So like many people during COVID,
0: <laughs> uh-huh. we, uh,
1: I went and, <laughs> I wanted to. There was one kitty that I saw, and I went to the that they didn't have any longer, um, and um, so I decided just to go in and to look. And at the time, I had to get a, a an emotional support letter from my therapist in order to have it because legally, they, your landlord can't make can't deny you the, that. Right. My landlord was like, "No animals, no animals," yeah. and I'm like, "Well, she's gonna." she's going to let have an animal, whether she likes it or not. Yep. Um, because here I go. So, um, I went in and I saw Angel, she's all black. And then there was another kitty who was kind of shy. Um, it was a, it was a release because the, the elderly man couldn't take care of her That he passed away. So it was kind of like, um, and she was kind of just whatever I went in and I looked at, um, Miss Angel at the time she was called bat girl because she black and she has big ears. And <laughs> so she and I went and I was like, Oh, she kind of warmed up to me and she was like really like okay and ready and uh and then I went and looked at the other cat and the other cat looked at me like, You're not my owner. You're not my person. <laughs> I'm like, Clearly I'm not don't even not think here. About it. <laughs> And so and it was funny because a couple of two children and a mom came in looking for a cat and I was like, I went back in and I was with her with angel. And I was like, I said, so I said, you want to be my kitty? And, and, and so she kind of looked at me and she kind of headed towards the door. Like, let's go like, okay. (laughs) Like, and I, I've never so fast in my life. Like you said, like you wanted to go to make sure no one else, like I was at that desk, like, no, I want to take the black kitty because they were like, "Let's go look at the black kitty," and I'm like, "Fuck you! You're not getting my cat." And yeah, that's exactly what happened. They did up, two other people standing outside the cage, like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh, hell no!"
0: Mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm. that was mine.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I I paid the adoption fee, and she she just, but she's different. She's not a TJ. She's not. You are my you know servant, but she's she's sassy and she's very much her own being, but I am too. So it's more of a familial thing than, than it is a ownership thing. So my relationship is far different than it was originally like with yeah. TJ. Because she mm-hmm. and, and she knows her role. My angel knows when I'm in therapy, every single time she'll get up on the, um she'll get up on the, wherever the computer's at and just stare at my therapist. Like, like I got some things to tell you. Yeah. It's almost like I said that to her too, and she wouldn't listen to me. And yeah. she to you, you know, that like could something. Yeah.
0: Like if our pets could tell on us, like you know what? She said she cried a little. She cried a lot. <laughs> I had to hear about it all night.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like yesterday that event that. Kind of, I, I got emotional about she immediately came up to me and she immediately was sniffing me and she was like yeah. what's wrong what's happening hello I'm here love me yeah. I'm here yeah. you're okay Hi. so she knows her she she understands the pact like our agreement like and I try to do the best I can I've been consciously actively trying to play more and you know and, and be interactive with her and you know make her feel I mean she's only what three so it's like yeah she's still young she's still a kid yeah. and yeah she needs to play and be loved but anyways that was a very long rendition of my history with my best. Oh, listen I did it too I mean I because once you get
0: started you get into the nostalgia of it and the you know the, the the inner workings of it but like you said when we first set out on it I think that there's there's a knowledge that we want a pet, right? Like, and you know, so there's something there that makes us be like, you know, not, it's not like I need something to own. Like I own my vehicle, you know what I mean? But it's just kind of like, there's something a little something extra and I want it to be mine. <laughs> right. And, and the, the shift that takes place with most people, I mean, some people are absolute monsters to their animals and yes like, don't even get me started. But I feel like for many people, it it, it really shifts. And when you mentioned, you know, the, the the COVID, you know, pandemic times, I mean, I think that we, we've talked about this many times, there is a lot, lot of growth for people in that time. And I, and I feel like that is one of those, you know, a lot of people with that used to be too busy, felt like they were too busy for animals, or, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, just really reconnecting with the idea of how having an animal that you love and that loves you and that you, it's just an unspoken energy exchange that enriches your life in in such a way that you don't live the same without it. And um, yeah, it's like I, 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 it was six months in between Gemini and Coco. And my ex was like, how about we get a dog? (laughs) It was almost like there was like the knowledge that like, yeah do you have a baby and my other child that you're taking care of sure but something makes me feel like you need a dog to take care of too and and it wasn't wrong like there was there's just that different kind of love that goes with it there's that different kind of feeling you know that that goes with it um and you know I don't ever want to not be without a dog but what you had said I think in the middle there of you know the times where um, you know, you want to travel and things like that. I think that that was when, when I got Coco, cause she's so small, that was my goal because Gemini was, he was a bulldog, he's a 75 pound bulldog. <laughs> I couldn't take him everywhere. Um, but I was like, this little dog can come anywhere with me, you know, and we're, you know, she doesn't like the car. So it's, <laughs> it's a little bit like, well, damn, <laughs> she can go anywhere with me, but she's not gonna like it. Um, but you know, I liked that because I think that that's, that's a big part of why people maybe don't get animals that could be good for them is that travel thing. And, um, you know, feeling like tied down and feeling responsibility in a way that feels a little bit overwhelming and, you know, just kind of easing that. And, you know, like for me, finding community people that would like, I, for three years, I lived next door to the best neighbors ever. And we would take care of each other's dogs when we left and knowing that they were in the hands of somebody that you know the only there was no payment there's no no whatever you you just did it because you loved the people next you know you love them as your friends and you know those kind of relationships that happen um but yeah i mean it's a whole like amazing journey to go on of love i feel that um I don't know. It's the older you get. I think the more you understand this kind of stuff in general, but
1: there's a sense in loving an animal. There's a sense, I think of. We don't have to perform or be, or do something, or we don't have to do anything for them to love us. It's like, there's a space in our lives when we have animals that, that, That truly, especially dogs, dogs are more so than cats, but cats do it too. My cat loves me. I know she does. She, Mm. she, but she's a little bit more like on her terms. Um, But to have a being so happy, it's, it's like, it takes a lot of that that pressure that we feel to be or do or act a certain way or others expectations and how they affect us and 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 the roles that we inflict on ourselves and the pressure we put on ourselves and then to have a being just love us because we showed up yeah that's like the ultimate freedom and i think so much of so many of us crave that ultimate freedom yeah. and that that we don't have to perform yeah in order to, you know, be whatever it is. Um, I want to share some knowledge um, about the energetic purpose of our animals. (laughs) Most of our animals, whether they're familiars, (laughs) sorry, whether they're familiars, whether we we're in an ownership situation or whether we're in a situation of like, um, they're taking care of us because of medical reasons. Animals filter our energy. There's an almost an ungiven rule that an animal will filter the energy of the home. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I have, would do any type of healing work on an animal or work with an animal, a lot of it will be about, um, it'll be almost the physical manifestation of the emotional status of their owner, whoever they're closest to Mm -hmm. Um, with TJ being unwell and, and not well and not sick was a dear reflection of, of me not taking care of myself. She had absorbed so much energy over 20 years of living with me from grief to sadness, to whatever that she was just, it was just too much for her. Um, and and that's you know she was ready she was ready 20 years is old I mean some cats live way longer but 20 years is a long time for a cat Um, but if you notice like illnesses in cats and and or in dogs sometimes you know ask yourself how is my emotional wellness what is the house what is my whole house's emotional wellness collectively are there issues are there um You know, like my my boys, my stepsons had a Rottweiler named Berlin, and my my middle son loved that dog like it was his dog. Like he adored that dog. And one of the things that my middle son always has struggled with was being held down and being discouraged and feeling like people try to prevent him from being successful. And the most cellular in Berlin had a tumor in one of his elbows. Well, the emotional cellular memory in elbows is feeling downtrodden, discouraged, held back mm-hmm. and so, in filtering all of Alex's angst and manifest you know it manifested in a tumor within his elbow, um which ended up um being one of the reasons why he passed because he was in so much pain and they wouldn't operate because it was so big um so it's not to say that we need to be clear vessels for our animals. It's, it's, it's a kind of a ancient pact that we have with them when we domesticated them. It's something that they know that they agree to when they become your animal. And it's something that just happens. There's nothing you can do to prevent it. You know, I'm, I'm well, I'm okay. You know, but she's still gonna, angels still going to kind of, um absorb all of my emotions yesterday, you know, the times I'm happy, the times I'm sad. It just so look, if if you have an illness in your pet, you know, check well, how are we emotionally in the house? You know, maybe get her get someone who does healings on pets to get them to release some of the energy. Um some of the things that I've seen is pets will tell you when they're ready to go yeah Um, it's hard to hear it from the owner standpoint but there's been a lot of healings i've done where the pet's like look this is what's happening i had one person her cat and i said it's in her throat she's not doing well there's something there there's something bothering her Um, but she's like super okay with what you decide and if that means letting her go then and she had massive tumors in her throats and she couldn't eat she couldn't swallow And she's like, she's okay with being like, like she can serve you better on the other side than she can here. Um, So it's things like that. We have to understand. And that's a really good indication of how our energy affects everything around us. You know, whether it's our, our children, our pets, our spouses, energy is energy. And sometimes our energy will impact them And especially when you have an attachment, like a pet, it's, it's going to matter. So,
0: yeah. Well, because of the way that they attach, right. Like they absorb and they're, they're monitoring and that kind of stuff. That's why we're able to, to teach train animals to be aware of somebody's blood sugar dropping, you know, like that to me is like amazing. But because that is, I mean, that, that literally shows you the physical bond that you can have with an animal and how they can sense it and, do with whatever you know like you there's bill burr is like a one of my favorite comedians he's off he's off the chain like literally off the chain he says a lot of things that are like you know that i shake my head at instead of laughing but he tells (laughs) a story about getting a dog and not wanting a dog but then he's like all of a sudden you know like the dog is my best friend and he's like and he's like this dog is like if I'm watching something and I start to get mad he's like you notice that the dog is like who are we fighting you know like, yeah. it's just like <laughs> the dog shifts too like all right we're mad now <laughs> like, yeah what let, let's go fella let, let's go friend let's go do this you know and and like you know it, it's true they feel it and they you know there's that's part of like you know, that contractor, that bond that we have with them. And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it is true, you know, to be able to be like, all right, you know, I want to be the healthiest of me for everybody, me around me, my, you know, my animals and noticing the, the manifestations that go within all of that just because of our energy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, so if you ever, I have a list. I have a few people that I know who are pet psychics who will talk to the pets. I do pet healings. I sometimes will get messages from the pets if I can tap into them. Sometimes they don't want to talk. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. It's not. It's hit or miss. Um, But if you need help or you want help, you know, reach out. Um, I can either connect you with someone or I, yeah. Yeah. Or I'll see if I can help you as well. Um, If you need help moving into your new year, energetically, reach out. Vanessa is a beautiful spiritual counselor. She is, I will say intuitive counselor. Sorry, Um, that sounds more than alignment. But uh, she is available, vanessaperry.net, vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com. And, um, if you need me, um, graceevergreen.com and Grace Evergreen at outlook.com. So in whatever way you need us, we are here for that. We hope that you are allowing your new year to unfold. And we hope that you have, um, kind of maybe take a pause and see, Ooh, how am I relating to my pets? I have, how, what type of owner are we? Do we have a partnership? Is it an ownership? Is it a service ship? Whatever it is, (laughs) but know that whatever it is, is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that trust that and just know that they're here to guide and absorb and help you heal. So just do the best we can honor them the best you can. And just, you know, and just trust that they're there for a reason. So we hope that, yeah, we hope that you have a good week ahead. Um, and we'll talk again soon. Take care, everybody. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More
0: deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or
1: at www.vanessaperry.net. And If you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.